0: Hello, and welcome to episode 18 of the Advocatus Intimitati podcast. I am your host, Matt Lohr, back here with some commentary on the privacy and data protection news of week. And boy, was it a week. Let's start with the big piece of news, which honestly is the one that interests me least. The Belgian supervisory authority issued a decision declaring that IAB Europe's transparency and consent framework did not gather effective consent for the extensive processing of personal data that powers online advertising. On the one hand, this decision is not surprising. Surveillance advertising is the bugbear that launched a thousand privacy laws. Just last month, Representatives Anna Eshoo and Jan Schakowsky and Senator Cory Booker introduced a bill that would simply ban the practice. It stands zero chance in today's dysfunctional Congress, but I for one would much prefer a direct approach rather than imposing enormous compliance burdens on businesses that handle personal data in benign ways. Instead, we have broad, general laws like the GDPR to wield against these insidious practices. While the transparency and consent framework is inextricably linked to cookies, it's important to note that this is not simply about the ePrivacy Directive's requirement to collect consent to store or access information in a user's terminal equipment. Rather, this framework relied on the user's consent when clicking a button to justify sharing the data collected with thousands of players in the advertising space, particularly for something called real-time bidding. This is where advertisers write code that participates in split-second auctions to show an advertisement to a website visitor, based on a plethora of characteristics of that visitor that have been gleaned from monitoring their activity on the Internet. Few, if any, website visitors would understand just what they are agreeing to when they click that accept button. Notably, however, in doing so, The Belgian supervisory authority found that IAB itself was a data controller with respect to the processing of personal data in connection with the transparency and consent framework, even though it was carefully designed to ensure that IAB itself did not handle the personal data. On a common sense level, this makes sense. The IAB wields enormous power over the advertising industry, and few players, save Google, could do other than process personal data as dictated by the IAB in the transparency and consent framework. On the other hand, it's also notable that the IAB was found to be a joint controller, specifically with regard to processing in the context of the OpenRTB protocol for real-time bidding. It has been said that hard cases make bad law, but arguably easy cases also make bad law. It's hard not to see the powerful trade group behind an entire industry regular people describe as creepy and decide the law must provide for a remedy but it would not take a leap of logic to extend the same principle that a joint controllership is created where one entity exercises authority over processing by a data controller to much less objectionable situations. Take, for example, the French guidance I spoke of last week on the use of personal data by a processor for product improvement. The French said that such use would make the processor a controller with respect to that processing. Now normally the controller decides the purposes and means of the processing, including how long it is necessary for the data to be retained. But what about the commercial relationship between a service provider and their customer? If the customer requires a service provider to delete the personal data they they were using for product improvement at the termination of their relationship, does that establish a joint controllership? One could argue that it does. But fear not, for there are only several dozen other supervisory authorities in Europe to help us resolve these ambiguities. That brings me to what I really want to discuss today, the increasing calls for independence or sovereignty in the context of the Schrems II decision. Last week, I spoke of the case out of Wiesbaden around the use of Google Analytics. Well, apparently Munich was all, halt er mein Bier," Because on January 20th, the Landesgericht München issued a decision holding that loading Google fonts from Google CDN could not be justified under GDPR, because hosting them yourself is an option, and loading them from Google CDN means that Google receives a user's IP address because that's how the internet works. The court decided that the disclosure of this one nominal piece of personal data to Google violated the plaintiff's rights of personality and ordered the payment of 100 euro in damages. This is how ridiculous it has become. Put aside for a second the performance implications of every website loading the same fonts from their own servers rather than a CDN. But just earlier today, I saw a post on LinkedIn by a man named Boris Dinser. Hopefully, I'm pronouncing that right. He ran some packet captures on a number of official websites of the EU and reported that he saw connections to IP addresses allocated to Amazon, Google, Akamai, and Verizon. I mean, The horror? This won't do. We can't have official websites of the European Union using American cloud services. They have to use the European cloud services that don't exist because we like to spend all of August in Majorca and no more than a third of Europeans speak the same language. Which is English, by the way, even post-Brexit. Don't forget, the Republic of Ireland is still in the EU. That includes both as a mother tongue and as a foreign language. And before you ask, roughly 95% of America's 330 million people speak English. But here's another fun fact. You know the Court of Justice of the European Union? The one with the esteemed jurist who wrote the Schrems II decision and didn't understand Executive Order 12333 at all? Well, while you can petition the court in any of the EU's 24 official languages, and they publish their decisions in 23 of them, Irish, the internal business of the court is conducted in only one language. Do you know which one? French. Which I think is silly. If you're going to make everyone speak the same language, it's only fair it be the local one. The court sits in Luxembourg, they should have to speak Luxembourgish. All kidding aside, what is so frustrating to me is that this conversation has gone far beyond the questionable surveillance practices of U.S. intelligence agencies and it his campaign for technological autarky in Europe. As abhorrent as some of the practices of big tech are, and as frustrating as Congress's inability to do anything about it is, the fact remains that the Internet is a global network. I, like a majority of Americans, though a slimmer majority than I would like, detested Trump's rhetoric on NATO and disdain for our European allies in favor of cozying up to Vladimir Putin. But the America-bashing attitudes of Shrems II and its progeny threatened to become self-fulfilling, and believe a close relationship between the US and European governments. Well, that's my rant for the day. Let me know how wrong I am at Matt at Lord. Attorney, and I'll talk to you again soon.